and welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the modern podcast for the modern entrepreneur. This is Priscilla McKinney with Little Bird Marketing, and uh, we like to just, you know, do whatever we want to do on this podcast. And to that end, I have a great guest, someone who was introduced to me, and so I don't know her well, and we're going to get to know her well during this episode. Um, but wow, jam-packed with an amazing amount of experience, um, just a woman who is really going out there and getting it done, really on her on her own path, and you're going to really appreciate what she has to say today. So we're going to sneak a peek into her brain. So welcome, Robin Crane. Thank you, Priscilla. Hey, you, we just have to, you know, kind of break it down and let's just get right down to the nitty gritty and have some fun on this episode. How about? Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> Love Don't get it. me too excited. I'll, I'll mess with all the levels that we worked on so, so hard. <laughs> we'll, 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 scale, we'll scale them back. Don't worry about them. <laughs> don't, let, don't let it keep you. <laughs> so, well, you, you know, we do have this in common. And I think this is why our mutual friend put us in touch is that we both bring a lot of energy to the game. And when I when I read your, you know, when I read your blogs, when I read your emails, I, I just I feel it coming through. And I imagine that's what your your clients are seeing. So let's talk about your work. And especially since it is specifically you are your inventory. Let my listeners know what that's like. Tell us a little bit about your story and then I'll go into a little bit more of all these amazing accomplishments you've had. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So basically, I mean, I've, I've had kind of an interesting path. I, I started off as a singer-songwriter, which is kind of when we go way back, I don't know, a decade and a half or something like that. And um, that that's not necessarily what got me where I am today. <laughs> but I think what the theme has been is that I always felt to, you know, I really believed in following my passion. I kept saying to myself, even when I decided to I was in California and I decided to jump up and move to Philadelphia because I had an opportunity there for my music and um, I didn't think I was necessarily going to be the next Cheryl Crow or something but what I did say to myself is follow your passion, it'll lead you somewhere, follow your passion, it'll lead you somewhere and it did and it led me there and it was a great experience but I really focused on the craft of becoming a singer-songwriter, you know, learning how to write better, learning how to play guitar better, learning how to to really sing better. I wasn't a very good singer, actually. And I think the the parallel is really that a lot of business owners focus on the craft, right? You have learning to be better at what they do, which is extremely important. But what I've noticed with my clients is that they're missing the business part or the converting part or the marketing part. And that's what I was missing even as a singer-songwriter. Um, we can get more into that. But um, basically, I jumped from singer-songwriter to financial advisor, and that morphed into money coaching, which morphed into business coaching and really leading seminars and trainings to help women entrepreneurs make more money and help more people. Well, it, I know it feels like it's not really a, a connect, but, you know, I have a degree in cultural anthropology and I run a marketing firm and I see the total connect there mm -hmm. is how people interact with, you know, agreements and society and actually singer songwriter into, you know, uh, doing branding and, and messaging. You're, you're learning the craft of putting words together. So you're conveying really the essence of who you are. And in business and branding, that's absolutely the same thing. It's the craft. That's true, actually. I, I definitely like. I definitely see the parallel between being on stage and and changing people's states in the moment. Like that's one thing that I really lived for when when I was on stage. Just I would I would have a cynical love song and 
it was really funny and I'd make people laugh about my silly date life, you know, and then <laughs> just change people's states. And then, you know, with my, when I do all my trainings and, and seminars and whatnot, it's really, it's more about storytelling. I did a lot of storytelling as a singer songwriter, but it's very much storytelling and getting people to shift their state and their mindset in the moment that's going to actually transform their lives. Now it's much more transformational than it was when I was writing cynical, cynical love songs. <laughs> but, um, but there's a similarity there as well. And I think the branding thing is, and, and messaging is huge and being able to convey how you feel and who you want to connect with and driving people to an emotion and to a feeling and to an action is something that I actually didn't think about. But I think that's true. It does have in common with what I do now and what I did back then. Wow. I mean, and it, there there is uh, just a long journey here. I know a lot of people, you know, talk about, oh, she's an overnight success. But this has been <laughs> a long journey for you. You know, yeah, they just woke up to the success, but you've been working at it for a long time. So, you know, I do see... Um, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of what you write, but more than anything, you're right. You know, you, you the stage presence is the is, I think, more the inventory that you have and your ability to really break down more complex issues into, you know, uh, I don't know, bite sized chunks. Is that a fair statement or yeah, you say we're really absolutely. Un- <laughs> that's, that's pretty dead on? Yeah, I mean, I think one of one of the things I do well is being able to take something very complex, like you said, and make it very easy to understand. And more importantly, even than understanding it, being easy to apply. So, for example, I have a six-month mentorship. It's called the Female Empowered Moneymakers Mentorship, called mm-hmm. FEM. It's just for ladies, um, entrepreneurs, and it's an implementation program. I always tell them it's implementation-based, not information-based, because I had such a challenge. Talk about ups and downs, and uh, like it was definitely not an overnight success, but I had a lot of challenges. In fact, in 2014, I made $500 that year in my coaching business. Mm-hmm. It was just ridiculous. And I did have other income. I don't like to you know, BS you guys. I, I mean, I mm-hmm. had other income for my financial planning stuff, but actually my husband and I were we're, we're just like trying to make ends meet so much that we were renting out our house on Airbnb <laughs> and like totally completely shifted our focus because we were freaking out about money. Um, and then two years later, uh, did, you know, over half a million dollars in that same coaching business. So it wow. um, wasn't an overnight success, but my what I struggled with was I would get information. I'd go to seminars. I'd get so excited. I was ready. I wanted to have this. I knew what I wanted. I finally was like, this is what I want. I can do this. I believed it. I believed it. And then I'd get home and I'd be like, I'm an idiot. I have no clue. What do I do? You know, and I just, I just couldn't take the action. I always felt like I was an implementer, but for some reason I wasn't implementing. You know, I always felt like I was an action taker, but for some reason I wasn't taking action. And it was just this something was blocking me from that. And I think the big thing was obviously a mindset, but mm-hmm. what I recognized is that I had to take little bits of action, little spurts and like itty bitty baby steps. <laughs> and as long as I took those baby steps and I could make progress and I had an amazing coach who, you know, he would say, I actually developed something called the belief loan phenomenon mm-hmm. um, because I realized I was doing this, but the, the essence of it is that your beliefs influence your behaviors, which influences your success, which again influences your beliefs. If you imagine like a, a figure eight or, mm-hmm. or an infinity sign, it just goes perpetually. Your beliefs influence your behaviors, or your behaviors influence your success, your success influences your beliefs. And I always had this challenge of, oh, I can't shift my beliefs. I feel like I'm stupid. I feel like I can't do it. You know, I'd get into these 
stuck swamps where I didn't really feel like taking action and I felt like I didn't know what to do. You know, all this like kind of silly negative talk in my head and my coach would just say, Robin, be stuck, but take action anyway. Just go follow the system or just go make those calls and he'd teach me how to do it and I would do it and I'd get results and then I wouldn't be stuck anymore. And that shifted <laughs> my belief. So I talk about how you can borrow the belief from your mentor and borrow the belief from your communities just long enough to take the action. But that's what really helped me get to that, you know, uh, really, you know, making $100,000 a month and having a lot of success was really um, the small bits of action. And that's exactly what I teach my clients to do. Well, people, you know, come to us a lot because they're stuck in marketing. I love what you had to say about that. That's a common phenomenon. People get stuck. And I think in our society, people, when they are stuck, they do tend towards, well, let me get more information I don't know enough yeah and that it, I, I, I see that similarity in, in your work and in, in our work it's like no you need a system you need to be able to work micro actions on some days that's all we can muster up is a micro action toward our goals and you've got to get there but you've obviously been able to really get a lot of people unstuck because now you're on the radio you've been featured on ABC on Fox Business News uh, you've written a book so and I know a lot of my audience wants to hear about the book and what's really cool is that you're giving it away for free and so yeah. uh, that's even better for my audience but tell us a little bit about that I mean there's a lot of success that's validating it but why why this book and what what did you want to offer um, you know to people yeah, great question. So this is actually my fourth book. It's um, it's called Make More Money, Help More People, and it's my the book that I'm most proud of. I mean, I have uh, another book that I, I co-wrote two books, and then my other kind of baby is Mind Over Money Management, which is more around personal finance when I was doing a lot of money coaching. But this is um, in the last – I launched my Fem Mentorship in February 2016, so it really has been about – uh, time we're recording this has been about a year and a half and it's it, it seems like an overnight success even though it was a lot a long time coming <laughs> but it had a lot of success with the ladies and just incredible results many of them have doubled and tripled their income and even more so I mean I have stories about a woman for example named Lisa who she was making negative 300 a month and she now I I can't even keep up. It's so fast, but and she, I think she's closing a sale right now. I can see like messages coming through, but she was at last time I checked 90,000 just this year. I mean, and this is like in six months, like just crazy stuff. Um, and she was just extremely coachable, um, very, very committed, willing to do whatever it, it would take. And those are the type of people I love working with. And the, the book, it really showcases these stories. You know, another woman named Ginny who was about to close her business or considering closing her business last July and in January this year made over $90,000 in a month. Wow. Like, I mean, they're, they're, they're killing me, like exceeding my expectations. And I just wanted people to know about that and how they did it because I'm giving away these formulas that it's not that complex. You know, some of the, the simplest things are, are the things that can make you money the fastest. And so I talk about in my book how to make more money um, and ultimately that what that does, not even ultimately, but what that really allows you to do is to help more people because you have value. You have tremendous value. You have so much value and people are being robbed of your gift because you're not necessarily closing those sales um, or you're not necessarily attracting those qualified leads and attracting ideal clients. And so it's really, that's the focus. And I talk about, I mean, it really is um, just such 
a fun book because it goes into these stories and you see the transformation. Uh, like I said, like Jenny making 93000 in a month and like Lisa, um, I talk about another woman, Brie, and I talk about how you know she really learned to understand how to shift the beliefs, not just of yourself, but also to understand how to drive people to action by understanding what they need to believe in order to take the next step so you can get people out of their own way. She just had her first event. She did $12,000 at her very first event, which was awesome. And then she closed more sales that week and ended up with a $17,000 week. It was just, I mean, it's it, it, like, I can barely believe how amazing <laughs> it is. And I'm like, I feel like the world needs to know about this because it inspires us to have that social proof. And this is part of the, the concept of the belief loan phenomenon. I'm like, borrow my belief, but don't just borrow mine. If you can see women who weren't successful and some of whom were very successful and became even more successful, do this, you can see yourself in them and that will inspire you to take those little bits of action because it is, it's not easy. It's definitely not easy because it's the type of action that means you actually have to step outside your comfort zone on a daily basis, sometimes more than on a daily basis. And that's what's the difference between the, the women in my programs that they're so successful is that they're willing to step outside their comfort zone and take the action. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, oh, this is just easy. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to, you know, understand, like, actually pick a target market. Like, God forbid you pick a target market, <laughs> as you know. People are so scared to do that because they don't want to limit their, themselves. They don't want to pigeonhole themselves. But then my clients do that like because, you know, even though it's scary, they do it anyway. And then they learn the skills, how to attract them into their world, what to drive them to. And then they get these incredible results. So that's really what the book focuses on, um, specifically those stories. And then it breaks down exactly what they did, giving you like the step-by-step the -step examples and showing you so that you can apply it and get similar results. Well, there's so many other things you offer on your site, too, but just I want to really, you know, hit that right while you're saying it. So you need to go out to robincrane.com, and that's R-O-B-Y-N, crane, C-R-A-N-E.com forward slash free book. So do that. That's super awesome. But I want to stay on this track with you, Robin, because... I feel this is how we're connected here is our true belief that it is hard for us to look at other women who, in, in particular, who are struggling. I mean, women are just so hard on themselves. And I see around us so many women truly playing small. And they can't seem to, you know, muster up that courage to, even in your words, to borrow that belief <laughs> from someone. Mm -hmm. um, and then when we do, a lot of times it is, we, as we are stepping out, they want to prove it. And that's what I mean by going back into, let me get more information. Let me understand, you know, whether it's, you know, in your world, let me understand more financial. Let me understand, in my world, people are saying, well, I, let me understand hashtags. Now, how does SEO work now? What kind of website do, and we get into information. And I'm like, no, just go out and be you, the best version of you that the world could possibly handle. Um, because I do believe uh, your thoughts there are that when women really succeed, the lives of the people around them immediately get better, because that is that is a more nature without making a horrible stereotype. But we are we tend to be financially um, where more of our money stays in the family and goes those routes. It, would, would you agree with me on that? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think there's a lot of different aspects. So I think that's probably true. I think the main thing I've noticed is that women tend to focus more on, you know, other people than themselves. And it's not that we're not selfish, but that we're very concerned about our children and our stuff. I mean, that anything, you know, that happens, I, mean, I got mad at my husband the other day because he fell asleep 
in my daughter's bed. Like, I mean, who cares? Like, he just fell asleep, and I was kind of like, why aren't you in my bed? Like, I'm just like, I want, I want to spend time with them. I want to feel like they're around me. And then I'm like focused on, you know, my daughter, she has been having stomach aches. I'm worried about her tummy. And so I want to make sure she's eating well. And I want to make sure my husband, you know, like, so I'm just thinking about everyone else, but also I want, I also love, love it to come back to me and I want the attention and I want the love. So I think there's this, um, there's this innate desire to serve, you know, to serve mm-hmm. others and like this uh, thoughtfulness about others. But there's also, um, I mean, at least for me, and maybe I'm selfish, but there, there's also this desire just that it's kind of like we're a little bit insecure. You know, we have these self-doubts and so we need to always feel that love on us. And I think that affects us in many, many ways. You know, partly it's like when we we start to help people and we're focused. This is why my book is Make More Money, Help More People because we're actually, even though we say we want to make more money, the truth is we actually care a lot more about helping people. And mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, we women tend to have money like shifts, challenges, I don't know, crap, whatever you want to say, like when it comes to like some incongruence about making too much money, God forbid we make more than our spouse or, you know, something like that, that we have these, um, you know, money stories in our head. Mm -hmm. And if we focus on the fact that it's not about the money and it's actually not about us, but if we help other people, the money comes back to us and then that money is going to go for good, whether it's within our family or giving back to the community or giving back to charities. That tends to be what we ultimately desire to do. Mm -hmm. And part of my book, I talk about make more to give more. One of my clients, she was already making $2 million a year, but we increased her income to 2.75 million in the first, I don't know, I don't know, ultimately five months or something like that. She had like an extra $700,000 gain. Um, and then she made one video, target marketing, we love that, but very clearly targeted and understanding how to target the problem and, and drive them to action. And that ended up attracting someone into her world who the right person, right time, saw the video, who ended up doing a merge acquisition agreement with her. She made $6 million, million, wow. $6 million just on that and still owns her, you know, part of her company and, st- and it's just better and better and better. And then, you know, she was able to I remember she was telling me a story how she was at church and it wasn't even her church. And and um, the uh, I'm Jewish. I can't think of the name. The, the guy on what do they call the dude? The pastor. <laughs> the pastor. The pastor. Yes, I knew it also kind of sounded like grass. OK, so the pastor is on stage going or on the pulpit saying, hey, you know, we need money for these purposes, like really good causes. And she pulled him aside, like trying to get his attention because he was trying to get like a few dollars from people to just, you know, put in, put in donations. And she pulled him aside and said, can I meet with you tomorrow? He said, sure. She met with him and said, how much do you need? He said, $60,000. She said, can I just start by giving you 50,000 and then I'll, I'll give you more when you need it. He's like, Oh, uh, we sure. accept money, oh. money on days that end with why. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, so, I mean, that's so cool to me that this is what I'm talking about. Like she, yeah, she made a lot of money, but the first thing she wants to do is give it back, give right. it back, give it back. And like we women like tend to want to do that. Not that men don't, but there's definitely this drive to just give and to serve and to, 
you know, allow people to be their best and want to help them and not just help them, but help them in a transformational way. Sorry, you got me on a tangent. Oh, I know. I love it. I love it, though. (laughs) Okay, so I, you know, I want to know so many other things, women who influence you, all this kind of stuff. I I really want to make sure we hone in on one big thing that I think is a a big difference of what you do with your, you know, with your coaching uh, students, and that is to really talk about the target marketing. But before we do that, can we pop over real quick to just tell us something fun or funny or what is really interesting about some of the ch- opportunities you've had to be on TV, um, whether that's ABC or Morning Blend or what, you know, okay, something okay. like I'll that. Tell, tell us something great. It's kind of funny that just happened. So okay. it's just a silly thing, but it's and nothing really happened, but I still think it's hilarious. So um, I was just uh, in Vegas not too long ago and uh, I don't know, last month or something like that. And I was supporting Dress for Success, which is an awesome, awesome organization. We're talking about giving back and I love to give back. And so I was on with this woman, uh, Paula Lawrence, who runs Las Vegas um, Dress for Success. And afterwards, we're looking at the the segment, you know, it's like a five minute segment. So it was great. We're really happy with it. Everything went well. And and the host, JJ, hostess, whatever, she was amazing. I mean, she if she was around me, she'd probably be one of my role models because she was just amazing. So cool. Loved her. She came and chatted with me before, which rarely happens. And it was just awesome. But anyway, after I'm like watching this video and my husband's watching with me and he's totally laughing and making fun of me because Paula looks like she's like two feet taller than me. <laughs> And I'm not that short. You're like pretty tall. Six. Now she's 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 taller than me. She's probably five eight. I mean, she's a pretty tall woman. But I have the shortest torso, <laughs> long legs and a short torso. So I look like a midget compared to her. And I'm like, oh my god, I, I wasn't slouching that badly. I swear. And um, it's hilarious. Like two two other things I got to tell you about my torso. It's just so funny. But when I was in college, one of my best friends was the exact same height as I was. Um, we were both five six, and we would go to parties. This is the stupidest trick, but we would go to parties, and all we would do, we'd be like, "Hey, check this out." We'd sit against the wall so our backs are straight, put our legs out straight. She would be like a head and a half taller oh than me gosh. on the wall, and my legs would be, you know, a head and a half longer than hers. Um, down on the floor. So we would just laugh about that because it just looks funny. And people would say, there's no way you guys are the same height. And then we'd stand up and be the same height. Okay, we've got to tell you one more about okay, this. Okay, all right. This the other day. You asked for funny, so here it is. So, okay, good news, good news. Um, I'm pregnant, and it's very exciting because I just got past the 12-week 12 12 mark, and we've been trying to get pregnant for four and a half years. So wow. it was a very, very big, big, exciting thing. Thank you. Um, so I went to the chiropractor, I'm not the chiropractor, I went to get a massage the other day, and it's time now that I'm, now that I'm 12 weeks, they want to put me in this special pregnancy, you know, um, massage table, because it's, your boobs get really sore, right, and so you don't want to be pushed on when, you know, it, it just starts to hurt, so anyway, they have two breast holes and then a big tummy hole and I'm not very big yet but still like it's I, I like to let it out you get pretty bloated so it's all good so um he puts me on it like first we just you know his face up and then he puts me on the table I turn around and I try to fit my boots in the holes and by the time I get them in there they're not that big yet but they're getting bigger but I get them in the holes and then I lie down right and my pelvis is like in the hole because my torso is so short (laughs) so it's like I can't get the boobs in the right place and the tummy in the right place because I apparently have the shortest torso in the world and I never thought it was that bad but 
you know, now you guys are going to Google me and like measure it up. Like, but, what is going on um, with this girl? She's a freak of nature. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't think it's that noticeable, but apparently on the, on the massage pregnancy table and on TV, when you have long torso friends on there with you, it looks hilarious. It's so possible. Yeah. It's possible that only husbands will pick up on this. And, you know, and if, if it's your own husband who just like is used to seeing you all the time, just finds it completely yes, hilarious. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, let's go into the whole target marketing aspect, because I think it's such an important part of your formula. And I think it's the thing, correct me if I'm wrong with that most people miss. You said a lot of people have a lot of fear around really quote unquote limiting themselves. But what you're saying is that it's about really not limiting yourself, but about really honing in your message. So let's hear a little bit about that and why that makes such a big difference in, you know, taking your business to the next level. Yeah, it's so huge. So, I mean, ask anyone and one of their biggest problems, I mean, everyone wants to make more money, but one of their biggest problems is attracting qualified leads. Like use that all day long. It's very nice buzzwords because people want that. They want to attract qualified leads. Some people who are good at closing sales, they think, man, if I just had more leads, like it'd be over, it'd be all over, but they have to be qualified, right? So it's really crucial to growing your business. Obviously, you need the sales side, which is something I focus on as well, which people oftentimes, I think, uh, fool themselves a little bit. They think they're really good at it because they get referrals. Like I work with a lot of female financial advisors and they get referrals and they close like 90% of them. So they think they're like awesome at closing. But in reality, it's just because someone else sold them for them, right? They did such a good job at servicing their clients that they they basically were already sold when they came to them. So, um, But if you're really trying to grow your business, you're going to want qualified leads. And the thing is, people are typically, um, even if they think that they have a clear target market or ideal client, they're not messaging that very distinctly enough to the true deep pain and the true results that ultimately they provide that ideal client. And because of that, we are so inundated with messaging all the time that we just don't see it. We're numb to it. And so if you go and try to market to um, even women entrepreneurs, like women entrepreneurs is somewhat targeted, but you can have women entrepreneurs in network marketing. You can have women entrepreneurs like my client, you know, some clients making millions of dollars, you know, you know, so there's a huge, huge um, range with women entrepreneurs. So, You've got to be very, very specific. And when I market, do target marketing on Facebook, I find that the most successful ads that I run are to female financial advisors because I'm talking to women, I'm talking to financial advisors, I can use the buzzwords, I know their specific problems. And then I do okay with the women entrepreneurs, but I got to hit again. I got to know exactly who I'm talking to and I got to target that very deep problem, not just the superficial or surface problem so that they know I'm talking to them and they will drive to, you know, you can drive them to action to get to get um, whatever freebie you're offering. Right. So it's extremely important. People are totally scared of it. Even if they think they're not, they just do not want to pigeonhole themselves. And it's the exact opposite. Because when you actually choose that ideal client and you target them so, so laser focused, so dead on to the real problems. I say that because people don't often get to the real problems. They're still on surface problems. Even saying attract qualified leads, leads that's like really a surface problem. So we got to get to the deeper problems. You know, maybe they feel guilty about not bringing home, you know, money in the family. I had one client who was just having a real challenge with that because 
um, she felt guilty about not being an equal partner to her husband because she wasn't making equal. So there's all these issues that you can attack, but you got to know who you're talking to so that it drives them to action. You got to make sure you're giving the the real results, like suggesting the solutions and providing those results in whatever freebie you're giving. And that's just I'm talking about Facebook, but that's anything. You can go to network networking event and the and what you say, what comes out of your mouth needs to be targeted. You need to know what you're driving them to and you need to know who you're talking to. Wow. Yeah. And that that kind of preparation, your your actual coaching then walks them through getting all of those things prepped from that experience. Is that right? Yeah, and even in my book, I give that away. I mean, I have something called the audio logo. I talk about ideal clients, talk about targeting, and then I go into the audio logo. So I give you basically a script that you can use. It's very simple to get, but it's very to understand really like the the format or the formula of it, but it's difficult for people to really get to those root problems, so they still struggle with it. But um, uh, I walk you through how to do that, and I give a bunch of examples in there and talk about to build the belief. I talk about how... So many of my clients have used it to attract those qualified leads. And, oh, my gosh, like when you have the qualified leads, it's like a whole new world. Like it's so much easier to close and it's so much more fulfilling because you know you can solve their problems as opposed to just telling everyone, oh, trust me, I'm I'm good at everything. I can solve all your problems, you know, when <laughs> it's better to be honed in on what you're really good at and what they really want so that they can get the results and have the transformation. Well, you're practicing what you preach in that. You're saying use target marketing, saying, look, I work really well with these people, but I'm not for these people. And having just the courage to make that statement very boldly because there are a million coaches out there. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and so if it's just a coach, oh, with whatever it is that you need, you know, I mean, that's very, I get inundated with those messages constantly, coach for this, mm-hmm. coach for that, coach for this, you know, so that, that idea of, of you know, being, uh, doing exactly what your model is, and that is being, I work with, you know, women who, who are ready to actually do something, not just learn something. <laughs> this is yeah. school, you know, everybody keeps talking about all these different schools to go to. And, you know, it is nice that they're online and it's accessible. But at the end of the day, are you actually going to do something? And then there's that whole other, you know, genre out there that's very large that is basically coaching people into get, get rich quick schemes. <laughs> Right. It's just crazy. I so I, what what would you tell me from being a coach on that side? What kinds of things do you, you know, are you looking for that like, hey, this is a perfect person for me? Oh, for me? Oh, well, I'll tell you. Um, the most important thing is the commitment, but it's got to be real. It's got to be real. Like, I mean, people say all the time, no, oh, I'm willing to do what it takes. I, I talked to a woman once and she said, oh, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. She thought she was going to have a heart attack. She was so stressed out about money and she was so scared because she wasn't making enough and she was a financial advisor and she was afraid that she um, was going to uh, have to go get a real job. All, all these like fears around it and she was so willing to do whatever. I mean, she really thought she could just drop dead in the street one day because she was so stressed out and she was having like heart palpitations and things like that. And then, you know, I was asked her, well, do you want help? Yes. Like, do you, are you ready to take the next step? Yes. Like, great. Here's the next step. Oh, I can't put my, any money on my credit card. Like, I get it. I don't mm-hmm. want, I was $47,812 in debt. Like it doesn't feel good. It's not natural. Like we don't want that. It makes you feel really bad, but 
the reality is sometimes the only way out of debt is to go into debt. Like that's the way I had to do it because I needed help. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I see that all the time where there are people who are just, they, they think they're willing to do what it takes, but when it comes to stepping outside your comfort zone, mm-hmm. you're not, you know? So I think the biggest thing is that, you know, the women who have been the most successful in my community are the women who are committed, the women who they have incredible value, tremendous value. They offer so much to their clients, but they typically don't have the shortcuts. They don't know how to drive them to action. They don't know how to attract those qualified leads. They don't know how to um, get the, the these clients out of their own way, the, the prospects, I should say, out of their own way and out of their fear so that they'll take the next step. And that's not something you're born with. Like That's a skill you learn. That is sales, but sales is not something that has to be conniving or manipulative. Sales is something that could be beautiful and transformational and the only way to get them what they want. So I believe in that and the clients that I get that are are really committed, are coachable, they come to ask for help. One of the things that they get when they work with me for six months is they have access to me every single day. We have a WhatsApp group, there's a community group and there's a coaching line and they act like some of them, the most successful ones are asking me things every day. Mm-hmm. One was just asking me, I told you, you know, she, Lisa, she's about to close a sale. She's like, should I make this offer? Because my, my mentorship, she, she modeled my mentorship. So my mentorship starts on Saturday and I really know this woman well, but I don't know if I should skip steps, you know, so they'll come and ask for help mm-hmm. little itty bits at a time so they can implement and get the result. But it's more the commitment than any, anything, but it's definitely service-based women entrepreneurs who have some sort of or could have a high ticket offer. Mm-hmm. So some transformational value in what they offer, not just like selling a you know, $100 thing. Like I'm not very good at that because mm-hmm. I want to change people's lives. Not that those things don't, but I'm, that's not my thing. Right, right. Yeah, re- that kind of a retail approach. This isn't like an e-commerce training. <laughs> right. Yeah. I hear you. Well, one last thing. This is another question I get. I speak uh, all over the country. You do too. Um, so I get this question a lot, and I like to throw it back out to a lot of people who are speaking. Now, you speak a lot because you have a lot of students, and so you're speaking at your own events. But I know you also speak outside of that specifically about your book, and, and people call on you for your expertise. But I do have a lot of people who have written a book um, or who have some kind of expertise, but they're struggling to actually get, um, you know, to to get speaking of uh, gigs. So do you have any tips or tricks to offer the audience on that? Yeah, good question. I really think the, I mean, if you have a book, it makes life a lot easier. I will tell you that. So the book is like your fast path to getting speaking engagements. Um, my husband actually teaches people to write the right book, um, which helps drive the right leads into your business and how to, he has another book called Big Money with your book um, without selling a single copy. So it's really focused on the marketing aspect. But as far as getting getting gigs, it helps a lot because you have instant credibility when you have a book. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, not everybody has a book. And for a long time, I didn't. And I was still doing speaking engagements. I would say, um, you know, for me, it's really about just pounding the phone and and being like a a couple things. I would say one, you've got to go with the target marketing thing, right? You cannot um, just call up any you know, group and just say that I teach all these things. Like you have to have a focus. You have to be specialized. Ideally you're specialized with that target market and you're actually calling up places that have your target market. You're the that your ideal clients in the audience and you're going to give them something of extreme value. You know, I often get this question. I've done videos on it that say, 
you know, how do I get speaking engagements without having a resume? You know, resume is kind of funny word for entrepreneurs, but basically without having a lot of credibility. And it's that you you have a script, you know what to say because you're targeting a problem and you're you're giving results. And if you provide those results, it becomes mission based versus you just trying to get a gig. It's you out there on a mission to help people, and then people are more likely to book you. So I think it comes back to that clarity of who do you help, what are their challenges, their deep challenges, and what are the results that you provide them. If you can communicate that message, someone's going to say yes. When I first started um, doing money coaching, I didn't even know I was really doing money coaching, but I was a financial advisor, and I started to um, realize I actually had kind of a, a – by chance, I had a gig where I was talking about college funding, and then I, all the people in the audience was out of preschool, so everybody had preschool <laughs> kids, right? So they were all in this demographic, parents with young kids, and so I started working with them, and I realized, because I got good at sales, I realized their real problems, like I would get clear on their frustrations and their concerns, and they, we thought it was that they wanted to pay for college, like that's what we thought, because that was a surface problem. But as I dug deeper, I realized it was they weren't getting the parents weren't getting along about money. They were they were you know concerned they wouldn't have enough, but they were also fighting. They weren't communicating well. Mm-hmm. You know they were more concerned about their kids than anything else. So they were afraid to make mistakes. So all the real problems I started to understand, um, and then I started I created something called money parenting, which is how to raise financially responsible kids by leading by example, because really you're imprinting your beliefs and behaviors on them, and um, by by I just kind of owned that niche because I made it up because I was solving a problem. So I guess step one is like understand those problems and the results that you provide by solving those problems and learn how to communicate it. Two, claim that niche, right, so that you can, you're actually targeting those, the, the, the people that you can really help, those ideal clients. Mm-hmm. And then three, you know, pound the phone with some mission-based language so you can regardless of whether they already have speakers or not, like they want you to come speak because you're going to help people. And that's what it's really about. And I did my money parenting talks. I would sometimes go to preschools and talk to seven parents. You know, sometimes I'd go and talk to 12. Like they weren't big, but that's how I got from 2000 a month back then to $100,000 a year because I was able to speak and I wasn't paying for my marketing and I didn't have money for marketing, but I knew how to, <laughs> how to target that and I, I picked a niche and um, essentially I got gigs without even having a website or anything because I hit the phones and right. I had a mission. Right. Well, and again, that comes back to action. You're <laughs> taking action, not just kind of leaning back and saying like, well, I need to learn. When I learn more, then I'm going to actually do something about it. Yeah. I love, love it. Action, baby. I love it. Okay. Well, this is awesome that you're giving this book away for free. So it's Robin Crane, R O B Y N Crane dot com forward slash free book. Go check it out and um, download your copy. And obviously, you can get her. Um, I, you know, I reach Robin on LinkedIn. It's very easy to find her. Um, and yep. uh, and the website is chock full of other quizzes and freebies and great writing, um, things that'll really motivate you. So go check it out. Robin, thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your experience, but also some great insight so that we can get inspired, get motivated, and really do the thing that is calling us the most. I love it. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Thank <laughs> you for having me. That was a blast. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you, Robin Crane. And for us here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and happy marketing.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.